Well, hello there and welcome to the A-Space podcast brought to you by the CEV. What a summer this has been for volleyball, for beach volleyball, for the sport in general. And this is our final podcast of what's been a hectic summer. Well, yeah, I'm Louis Lett, one of the hosts of the show alongside Dave Rogers. And today I'm joined by Dan and Matt from the CEV. Boys, how are you doing? I mean, you must be exhausted. We've just finished up. My voice hasn't quite recovered itself from probably one of the best Euro volleys we've ever seen. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. Yeah, it was a, it was a great tournament. Uh, long tournament, obviously. Uh, great to see so many top-level European teams. But literally, as you said, uh, the day, literally two days after the tournament. So we're still, still a little bit uh, dazzled by the uh, whole ordeal. Yeah, I feel dazzled. I mean, the game finished my own uh, out of Poland. The game finished at 12 o'clock. I got back at quarter to one. And my lift to the airport was at 4 a.m. for a flight at 6. So yesterday was a struggle. And I think I slept 11 hours last night. But you guys haven't really had the chance to recover yet, have you? Well, our line of work is a bit different to others. So when everything finishes, we, we still have lots to do. So quarter to one, yeah, we were still at the venue, Dan, weren't we? Two oh, o'clock, yeah. we got back to the hotel. Um, I don't know. I think I went to bed around 3 o'clock, though. And yeah, like you said, but on the bright side of that, we've had tons of video content, tons of, uh, tons of great graphical content, lots of stuff to check out on the CV channel. So definitely, if you guys are still interested in, in the Eurovolley event, obviously you probably are, if you're listening to this podcast, this isn't the only thing. There's lots of videos on the YouTube channel you guys can go check out. Yeah, you guys didn't miss a beat the whole way through um, and you did a fantastic job. I mean, looking at the social media channels, some of the footage, the information, the research there is unreal. So you have to check it out. Um, should we talk about Eurovolley as it was unbelievable? Let's put it that way. I mean, Italy turned up to Eurovolley. Matt, did you give them a chance? Dan, did you give them a chance? Did you think they were going to go all the way to gold? I'm going to put it out there. I didn't. No, I, I'll put it out there as well. I didn't. They weren't my pick. I was pleased. And after seeing their performances in the pool, kind of expected them to get to the latter stages. But final and to win it. Yeah, no, that wasn't what I predicted. Yeah, fair enough. I, I would say before the tournament, I didn't predict it either, Louis. But I think pretty much after their first match, I was telling people, I was like, oh, wow, these guys are a lot better than we had the pencil in. As guys like Daniele Lavia playing a great role, guys like Julio Pinali, guys like Gianluca Galassi seem to have improved a lot over the course of the summer. Obviously, Alessandro Micheletto took it to an even new level than he had previously. So, I would say before the tournament, no, but especially after they beat Slovenia in pool phase. I mean, that's that's when you had to consider them a serious contender. Yeah, that was a bit of a thing point, wasn't it? I was, I was speaking to Gianelli outside by the bus because we were all leaving to the airport at the same time. And he was literally like arms up saying, we just, we just can't believe it ourselves. Like we didn't expect this to happen. And yeah, it, it's it sort of surprised them. It surprised us. But I think it just shows the depth of the Italian league. It shows the development structure they have in place. I mean, they've been... A lot of this side have been successful at junior level, and let's not beat around the bush. They come from places like Modena, Trentino, Perugia. They're surrounded by great volleyball all the time. Yeah, I think it was uh, the coach of, of Montenegro who said, and it's one of the pre-match interviews, he's like, yes, we're going to try our best, but we're playing against players, like you said, on Lube. We're playing against players on Trentino. These guys are playing against the best competition in the world all year round. And you can tell in the maturity, poise, ball control, ball skills of these players at such a young age that it, it really leaves an impact on Absolutely. You've mentioned some of 
the stars so far, Dan. Nicoletto, Lavia, Penale, Gianelli, uh, Galassi. I mean, they were so impressive throughout. But what impressed me was in the final, I think they went after Nicoletto with the pass. They they tried to really silence him. And they went after him really early. And it was clear that there was a lot of balls his way. And then Gianelli completely sort of turned we've seen earlier on in the competition started feeding Lavia more he turned out to be the top scorer as the game goes on a one nil down two nil down uh, sorry two one down uh, and in the fifth they're four or five points down and Romano comes on in the fourth set and completely in my eyes changes the game so not only was it the first six it's also the bench that they have that was surprising and it looks like they can all perform like it, it's not relying on Micheletto but they have that in their starting six as well. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest. In the fifth set, Dan was telling me about Romano. <laughs> so I don't follow the Italian league maybe as much as Dan. And I obviously haven't seen them as much. I was in Poland and, and he was over in Ostrava with Italy. So, yeah, it was a bit of an introduction during the fifth set of who he is. And it's quite an amazing story, isn't it? Yeah, well, Romano, I think he's had a little bit of time with, with some of the youth national teams. But a guy who I think a lot of people had to Google when they saw him on the roster for those tournaments. I mean, he played last year in Italian A2 in the second division. Yeah, <laughs> Louis putting his finger up, <laughs> I had to Google it. I, I, I had to Google it. But I mean, yeah. one of the all-time great coaching decisions, I think, by Giorgi, not only bringing this guy, but also putting him in, in the fifth set of the European Championships and having him play a really important game-deciding role. I mean, like, who saw that coming? What, what a brilliant, brilliant coaching decision. There was one moment where he served and then he hit one through two, but he was back court. And I remember thinking, hang on, he's back court. Why did he hit it from there? But then I checked the footage and he took off from back court and just looked like he was front court. A bit like you back in the day, man. <laughs> <laughs> back court is for defense. That's my only thought on it. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I completely agree. I, I was impressed. I mean, he also so chipped in with a couple of aces in the, in the final set as well and he missed his first couple of serves but i think he put something i please don't quote me on this for Lee nerds um but something like this first nine away in a row but he was operating at 86 percent after the fourth set and he carried on in the same sort of fashion in the fifth and again one of the all-time great coaching decisions i i actually completely agree like it's it's a ballsy move to throw him in in the fifth especially when penali actually wasn't playing so badly either. I, I can't remember Penali having having that much of a bad game. And he's in the rhythm of the game. The game's flowing. It's not against them. But, I mean, he's coached Lube. He's coached Poland. Uh, Poland. Poland? Oh, Poland. Coach Poland. And uh, he's also coached Saxa. So, uh, yeah, he, he has the pedigree. Uh, for Whilst we're on serving, can we just talk about Micheletto's serving performance? Yeah. Because after some of the serves in the first, well, Forces probably some of the expressions Dan and I were exchanging were a little bit wow, yeah, that didn't go right. But in the fifth set, completely different story, yeah. And it's very interesting because we're talking about Penali Louis uh, being subbed out when he's not when he's was actually playing all right. Nicoletto, for basically the first three sets, was actually quite quite negative, in my opinion. He wasn't like hitting well below 50% efficiency, like Matt said, missing a bunch of serves but stayed in the game and then ended up playing a really, really important role on those last two sets, especially, like you said, some ridiculous aces to kind of ice the game there at the end of the fifth. It's really interesting. Isn't it? Like I, I completely saw that as well. Like he was quiet, quiet, quiet. Lavia, Penale, Lassie, they, they all had to come through and, and score a little bit more. 
but then when it when he needed to he started to score again and i'll be really interested I, ha- I haven't actually had time to look back but i'd really interest i'd be really interested to see how many he scored in set four and five because as the going got tough he sort of got with with the game as well um and i think that shows his maturity once again doesn't it like he he got targeted he was put under pressure the pressure of maybe the situation was 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 very present with him but then when he needed to he started started serving really well it does show though kids stick stick to the process don't don't stand down throat serve don't do all that stuff stick stick with uh stick with your hammer if you got it it'll come good eventually it's also the sign of a star isn't it to be able to produce when it really really matters so yeah i think that's just an indication of what's to come in his career maybe if there's anything we can be sure of after this year of volleys that micheletto is going to be one of the top volley players in the world i think he's arguably already there as one of the best outside hitters in volleyball and the fact that he's uh, still got good 15 years of the volleyball ahead of us is pretty special yeah i think heading towards paris they've come in sort of nobody knew what to expect but now we can expect them to certainly be there we'd expect them to be there um and they could go quite a long way as well and i mean for the georgie to win his first opening eight games as coach is something more than some really great coaches <laughs> looking at france for example haven't managed to achieve uh yeah and i think the future is very bright for them if they can if they can stay consistent um is it worth talking about france and russia because that was a gold medal match from the Olympic Games a couple of months ago, and we haven't even spoken about them. It was always going to be a question, wasn't it? How will they perform? How will they approach it? Um, obviously, Russia were missing Mikhailov, and any team's going to miss him. Uh, but France had a pretty similar starting lineup, and yeah, struggled. In, in not, I, I would say I agree, Matt. They're in different categories for me too, Mikhailov, like you said, but also missing Victor Politaev, who, yeah. in my opinion. Is barely a downgrade for Mikhailov, also one of the best opposite hitters yeah. in, the, in the world as well. But then after that, the third guy who we saw, Igor Kaluka, have to move out of position to opposite. And then you, that, that's that's when things start getting dicey for Russia. And I think they really miss having that Kaluka-Volkov pairing on the outside, which we've seen them be so successful, get them that silver medal at the Olympics. Yeah, I mean, they're operating off a big split there, aren't they? Like cannons on the left side, cannons on the right side. And as soon as you start moving your cannons, from the left side to the right side and and changing you lose your strength on on the flanks and managing to split split the offense i think it's time for russia to rebuild just like we've seen from from italy is it, is it time potentially and, and uh, I, I don't maybe maybe rebuild but maybe also a lot of their best players are still you know 25 26 they're guys like yakovlev volkov kliuka pavel pankov victor politaev I think definitely that's, uh, you know, Volvich and um, Mikhailov. And also, I think we forget about Alexei Verbov, who I think was a huge part of that kind of Russian team as well. Um, so I, I think to a certain extent, rebuild, but I think they already have a team that's pretty, pretty much in their primes, ready to go. Just, I think, maybe some injury issues here. And moving on to France, obviously, they lost in the eighth finals. So they've even got to go through qualification for Euro Valley 2023. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. <laughs> good so, good, good yeah. knowledge, Matt. Oh no, the Olympic yeah, gold medalist. That's the old job coming to the fore. Yeah. I mean, in terms of rebuilds, another one is potentially Poland because I obviously watched them from start to finish, and I kept looking at the bench and thinking mm, that bench is strong, you know. And the, the players on the court, absolutely fantastic players, but with the youth they've got coming through, I mean, they're. 
possibly looking at Italy and thinking, yeah, maybe that should be us next time. Well, I mean, when you guys, when you have guys like Camille Semeniak on the bench, when you have guys like Bartosz Bednors who didn't even make the roster, yeah, maybe it's time for uh, some fresh talent in, in Poland. I mean, just won the U19 uh, World Championships as well. So um, if there's one thing we can be sure of, it's Poland always has new fresh talent coming through. So full disclosure here for Dan now. Dan's wanted to see volleyball in Poland for a long time. And he got the chance to buy a shirt. Can you guess what name was on the back? Did, did I show you, Louis? You did show me did. with a big smile yeah. on your face. Camille Semeniak, of course. I mean, I saw him, huge fan of him after seeing him at the Super Finals with Zaxxon this year. I think that was, uh, he really came into his own this year, showed he's one of volleyball stars, one of the best outside hitters in the sport. And yeah, I have to say, it was a bit uh, depressing uh, watching him on the bench. Have you worn that shirt to bed already? Or... <laughs> uh, yes, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that's a... That's a sign, I think, of of where because we were all talking about about that too. Like, not just talking about Semenyuk on the bench; they they have depth on the bench as well. And and Vital Hainan's obviously he stayed very loyal to his team um, that won the twenty eighteen World Championship. There was still ten, I think, in the squad went uh, to that World Championship. So I guess uh, with with Hainan leaving, that's something that we see quite often. Is he builds relationships. He, you build trust with coaches. Um, they've proven that they that, that he can rely on them under pressure. But maybe now with the changing of the guard comes a changing of the first six. And with that experience from uh, the Champions League, who knows what Poland are going to dish out in, in the coming months. But yeah, Kazmarek is another one as an opposite who um, looks frightening uh, on the net and behind the service line with the height and the power that he generates. And one of the best celebrators of scoring a point I've ever seen. For sure. And one thing I think we always forget to catch Merrick is he used to play outside. They're probably one of the best back row defenders at the opposite position as well. So definitely a guy who can be a, a huge factor. One of the few guys remaining on that Saxa team going to the Champions League this year. Guys, let's have a little listen to the final point of Euro Volley 2021. Apologies about the commentary, uh, but the volleyball was great. Seven title for Italy in the European Championships. Alexander Borisic, the CEV president, will present the trophy to Simone Gianelli. What a moment for the 24-year-old. What a performance for Italy. They've done the double. Congratulations on the gold medal. Just first reaction, how does it feel? Wow. I don't realize this. Uh, we made uh, the impossible. Impossible today for Italy is possible. I'm very happy for uh, these uh, beautiful guys. Uh, I'm very, very exciting. Today we play against uh, Slovenia. That's, he, he play a very good volleyball, but uh, we stay and we, 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 we win this battle. All right, at the end, you served two aces. You were talking to someone in the crowd. Can you tell us who that was? Uh, I don't know. I, I do. I, I play, I think, uh, very bad today. I'm not uh, uh, happy for my performance. But in tiebreak, I, I made uh, two aces in a three. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't remember. 
in an important uh, moment, so I'm very happy for this. So, first of all, congratulations on a silver medal in a really tough European tournament. What does it mean for you to win another medal with this group of guys? I think we can be happy, even if it's the same silver, like we did the last uh, in three times, two times, and uh, I don't know, it was the closest one to go that we had till now. And uh, we can be proud about this because we are a small country and to be in the finals all these years and to be at the top, it's really hard. And uh, we are really proud about, about every, every guy in the team. What was the difference, do you think, in the tiebreak tonight against Italy? I don't know, we started really strong, uh, even had the, the, balls, the ball for 4-0. Uh, but uh, Italy stay really, really calm, really strong in the fifth set, which is really hard. And uh, we just have to congratulate them for being this much confidence as as young team. We know that we have our chance to win this gold medal. We, we really believe in this until the end. But Italy today was, was better and uh, we need to to, to congrats them to, to win this uh, amazing uh, European championship. Was there any moment in the match you feel like the momentum turned in Italy's favor? No, I don't think uh, they, they start to play very good in service. They, when they change uh, the opposite, uh, he, he get very, very, very amazing match. Uh, I think he scored 90% of balls and uh, and this was the key that uh, they they switch the game in uh, in their side and uh, they they win. It's gold medal. Better feels great. What is it like to win with this group of players? With this group of players is amazing. Uh, we did a lot of work during the summer. We are all young team, and I think this is amazing. So the fifth set against a very experienced veteran Slovenian team, but you guys were more under control. How did you accomplish that? Hard work. We put the hard work in the gym and uh, be humble, trust our game, and uh, that's it. That's the key. What happened in the match tonight against uh, Italy? Um, it was a lot of ups and downs today. Uh, we had pretty good, uh, I don't know how to say, but uh, was, was really in one moment we played very good, in the other moment uh, we, we went in one hole and uh, we, couldn't out, we, we couldn't go out of, of there. So, uh, yeah, today was tough. Uh, Italy also played all tournament uh, amazing and uh, they deserve to win today. So you guys were up 2-1, unfortunately lost the last two sets. Uh, what was the difference, do you think, in those first three sets that you played better? Uh, we believe from beginning that we can we uh, we we could win this match and uh, we we could see that uh, we also yeah we were in front but uh, they came back uh, like like I said before it was like three four uh, very good serves and we couldn't do nothing in our reception and uh, there was different today. What a win! How does it feel? Feeling good, very good. I I'm not realizing now so. <laughs> I'm happy, maybe tomorrow. I cry all the night, maybe. <laughs> and what do you think was the key to your victory with all these young players performing so well? I think uh, we never give up in the match. They push every time with the service, with the block, dig. We were every time uh, near there. Uh, so 
I don't know, a few points uh, divide us from the victory and the loss, so we are happy. Well, congratulations, enjoy the celebration. So yeah, I have to say, uh, interviewing a losing team in a final like that, it's not the easiest job ever. Um, you can see the emotions are still really raw, as you guys could just hear from those interviews. Um, I mean, Slovenia, incredibly mature, incredibly, uh, you know, poised team. So, you know, they didn't let the emotions get the best of them during the match or after. So kudos to them for that. But you can tell that it was quite painful for them to come in second place uh, once again. Even if maybe they didn't have the full expectations that they had last time, I think it's still tough to, to be that close three times in a row. And you have to remember, this is very much the same group of players all three times, this golden generation of Slovenian volleyball. And yeah, I mean, they were, it's, I think it's frustrating for them because they could clearly see they were good enough. They were leading 2-1. They were leading in the fourth, uh, fifth set 4-0, uh, I believe. And then, yeah, to come up short, it, 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 it's, it's tough in sports. Mature and poised. That's more than what you can say for us. Um, <laughs> is, is the thing that, that sound, that's the sounding out for there. Um, I, I tend to agree. Matt, I don't know how you feel in this, but I feel that semi-performance, that semi-final performance against Poland was so strong from Slovenia. They scored on both wings. They were good in the middle. And in the final, Alan Bayank was the highest scorer with 16 points. And I actually believe that the hitting percentages on the wings weren't as high as they were in the semis, which in a big game like that, you just, it's the small things like that, that well, it's not a small thing, it's, it adds up to something huge. Yeah, so obviously one of my jobs is the pre-match interviews, and Italy made a big point in theirs of pointing out that Slovenia were a great high ball hitting team, and that that was their focus, was to minimise the threat from the high balls. So that kind of explains a little bit the lower numbers maybe from the wings, and as a result, naturally middle will be slightly higher. Um, but yeah, Payang, impressive, incredible, and was going to be our choice for the flash interview afterwards if they won. But I think a lot goes down to Italy here. I mean, Slovenia produced a fairly good performance. I just think Italy nullified their biggest threats. Yeah, I love that. Defending the high ball situations when they're, they're so big. I mean, uh, Chebo is the highest that they've got in their team um, in terms of, of attacking. Uh, and Stoner was also a threat throughout on the right side as well. And then Tina and Al, as, as consistent as ever. And right back from Eurovolley 2015, when they lost to France and the, the Enkopeth famous move, I've had a bit of a soft spot for them. So, yeah, it's great to see them always there. You know, three silvers, incredible. But they're always going to kind of look back at those three events and thinking one of them maybe should have gone our way. You got to think this is probably the closest one, right? I mean, yeah. up it four. was, yeah. Yeah, that's tough. Um, I still think the Slovenia team, though, guys, not to be it's too much doom and gloom, I think they, they, they can run it back again. I think twenty the next edition of Eurovolley, I think uh, they, this, this group still has a bit of juice in them. They still have a couple of young guys coming up. Uh, definitely Rock Mozic, who we did an interview with, is a, is a maybe, other than Mikoleto, the most exciting young guy at this tournament. So I think they'll still be okay um, for a few years. But, <laughs> yeah, definitely a, a tough loss for Slovenia. The Rock. If you smell what The Rock is cooking, that was that was what I was going to bring out on commentary, but I didn't really get a chance to commentate. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if he came. <laughs> maybe he came in for a bit at the in the finals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Rock is definitely one of the best warm-up hitters I've ever seen. Dan pointed this out to me, and he's done a great video on on YouTube. But yeah, the height, the power, and the downward trajectory of the ball is incredible. 
Unfortunately, in the match, he seemed to hit the block more than the court. Well, sometimes you see that with the, the really good warm-up hitters. Um, I remember there's a guy like that on Team Canada, Shawan Vernon Evans, who's the exact same way. He was crushing balls into the upper levels in warm-ups. But, you know, maybe, maybe he's practiced those a few too many times <laughs> and uh, yeah. hits into the block. I mean, hitting steep only, only leads you to the block. Or hitting deep will score you a few more points. Yeah. Uh, come on, Rock. Let's go. He'll, he'll get, get there. He'll get there, guys. Get, Don't worry. get back in there and start hitting off the hands and hit the baseline a little bit more. I was amazed um, in the venue how many shirts has his name on the back as well, by the way. That was, you know, they clearly view him as a future star. Yeah. No, like I said, I think, uh, I think he's going to be with Nicoletta, one of the, like, the two guys who are, who are carrying the, the torch for European volleyball going forward. Yeah, I just want to uh, say um, Fred, Gregor came on in the semi-final and thought he, he had a great game and a great competition. Um, really, yeah, looked 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 like the real deal out there, taking over from a very good Dejan uh, Vincic, who's been taking that spot and leading leading the team for a long time. But it shows they have depth there, depth there too. Well, Ro Pratt also played a huge was the setter for most of VNL as well. And you know, obviously Vincic, like you said, I mean, they're pretty spoiled to have two uh, pretty elite level setters in, in Vincic and Ro Pratt. But I think. Ropred is a little, a little faster of an offense, a little more dynamic, a little more through the back row. So I think that was the right decision for the finals, even if you give up maybe a little bit on the block and serve. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Well, Italy have done the double. Um, and it was so funny because I was looking through my uh, stats and I wonder which which nation was the last team to do the double um, at the Euro volley. Yeah, and then it was a year before Serbia. Yes. <laughs> That hasn't been done for one whole year that a team's won the men and women's. Um, but it does show um, the depth. Uh, we've already spoken about how neither of the men's teams that made the final uh, in the Olympic Games made the final four of Eurovolley. That, that's a credit to how strong European volleyball really is. Um, and then on the women's side of things, it was slightly different because uh, Serbia and Italy in the final exactly the same as the last world championship final which i was at in japan in 2018 and that was another great game guys wasn't it really a great advert for the sport the same teams but quite different players wasn't it that's the thing you could really see both teams have moved on um obviously missing some through injury maybe but yeah certainly looking to the future both teams yeah, yeah definitely. I mean, the big one that stands out for me was probably starting on the wing um really really effective through them. I mean, they went with the same middles Italy from that, from that world champs, Kiri Kellen, Nazi, thought was fantastic. And Dan um, Bradnika Mihailovic was missing for Serbia. And for me, that was a massive blow for Serbia in a game of that magnitude, a game of that fine margins. Uh, I mean, on the one hand, I do agree with you, Louis. Obviously, Bradnika is a fantastic player. But I, I will say, I don't think she's really recaptured the level that she did in 2019, even on her club team season. I don't think even if they had her available, um, that she would be necessarily that really like second superstar next to Boscovich that she was previously for Serbia. I agree. Uh, although I will, I will contend. Um, just due to the fact in the previous big games, she's made 20 odd points in that left, uh, on the left side. So three position four. And I, I would say that with Rasic in the middle and, and whoever plays middle with Rasic because there's a host of players. And there's a few options well. for that one. <laughs> yeah. They they only scored something like nine points through position four that whole evening in, in the World Championship final. So 
I would still tend to believe that they haven't got anyone to replace uh, Bonika Mihailovic to to really like again have a have some about on both flanks. I, I imagine um, Mazanti wasn't wasn't so bothered about the weapon through position four when he was lining up his block defense um, as he would be if, if um, Bonika was playing. But I completely agree. They have to also move on uh, and they have to build for the future as well. So the winners' final actually clashed with Serbia Poland. So I only caught moments of it, but my instant reaction when watching the the latter stages was that Boscovic had some kind of injury. But I've been digging, and I've been asking a lot of people, and no one is saying anything of that. So yeah, but maybe... it's tough to tell in situations like this. I think you see it across all sports. If a star player doesn't perform as they should, I mean, legitimately most of the time, injury is often the explanation. Who knows? What, what the case was, but I mean, part of it was also the incredible block defense from Italy, just keyed on, in on her the whole time. Maybe not as uh, much of a second out option as Louis you've said. Um, and I mean, we saw Boscovich, one of the best players in the world, but we saw in the Chetsabatsia this year that she, she's nobody can do it alone. So it's, uh, it's, it's tough out there for, <laughs> for, a, for an opposite getting 70 to 80 sets per match. Yeah, for me, it was a big thing that she just stopped going for. Power. There became a lot of roll shots, a couple of tips. And again, maybe part of that is on the other side of the net is Agonu, who's going full power every shot. So, yeah, the, the feeling we're watching maybe is a little bit bit skewed. Yeah, I guess we can't really um, not mention, while we're talking about Boscovic in Serbia, we, we can't really ignore how good uh, power Agonu was and Miriam Siller and Pietrini. And it feels like a long time ago now because we've all watched a lot of volleyball since that final. But... Well, yeah, I think, uh, sorry, I think Silla was really the, the X factor for me in, in Italy's victory because she's obviously a great player, uh, one of the best outside hitters in volleyball, but we have seen her kind of fade away, especially um, if she gets targeted in reception a lot from a strong serving team like Serbia. We saw in the Super Finals that she was subbed out at times in reception, but the fact that she was able to stay on the court and be a huge scoring contribution, that second outside hitter, you know, scoring those 20 points, Decided Ghana was, I think, it was it was massive for Italy. Yeah, I think Silla really stepped up where Serbia didn't have that second option. Which you got it's a really nice term to, to use it as a second option. Um, and I agree. She's also the captain now, so she's she's actually you can see that she she's leading really well uh, in in lots of different ways, and maybe that's something else to keep her going throughout those tough times. Is that she hasn't. Uh, she hasn't got just herself to worry about. She's got to try and find a way to, to get the team over. But that was a that was a big win for them. And she was the one that hit the winning point. So Louis, back to you. What was it now? Three weeks ago. Let's hear you commentate on those final moments. Be good for me to listen to it again because I've completely forgotten about it. <laughs> Miriam Sillett serving. For Euro Volley 2021. Deganero is there, as she has been for years. And through the pipe, they've done it. The crowd has silenced. Italy have got revenge on Serbia. They've stopped Serbia creating history. They've stopped a third consecutive win for Serbia. And they've won their first European Championship since 2009. Heartbreak in 2018 at the World Championships that went Serbia's way. Heartbreak at the Olympic Games last month in Tokyo. But they finally have their 
revenge the Italians here in Belgrade, here in the Lions Den. A performance to really remember their first final since 2009. So, boys, Eurovolley is done for another two years. Mixture of feelings. Uh, my, my first feeling is actually quite a sad one that it's not happening next year because it's been one of my favourite events um, to cover. Both of the final fours have been, yeah, incredible. I thoroughly enjoyed them. Um, but quickly, from your perspective, what's been your favourite moment, um, apart from the breakfast in Belgrade that none of you got to, got to experience? <laughs> um, what, what was your favourite moment of your evolution? Yeah, mine's quite simple. It's the same with any major event. It's when it's over. Um, however, this is slightly different because one of the first things we did after it had finished was we took a camera, video camera and a photographer into the Italian locker room. They were completely inviting. They were happy we were there. Yeah, just the, the feeling of being in there with, with a lot of players who you can tell didn't necessarily expect this. The, the, the joy was everywhere, phoning friends, family. Yeah, there's some great shots and, and photos of that moment, and I was fortunate to be escorting the cameras. So yeah, a mixture of the event being over as an event organiser, but also being in the locker room with the winners. Yeah, top moment. Did, did, you, get into, did you get into the spirit of it? <laughs> I kept my clothes on, which is unlike the Italian <laughs> players. <laughs> Who has better abs, would you say? Uh, <laughs> what a question. <laughs> Maybe that's one for Connie, a photographer to ask. <laughs> I would say... I'm, I'm um, sure she would, she would in a hurry. Are you answering the ab question? No. <laughs> um, I would say... I mean, this, people will probably disagree with me on this one. But my favorite moment was sitting there right on the court during Poland versus Slovenia in that set during one of the challenges where it was potential Slovenia match point and just like the tension in the air. Like the energy was crazy with all those... like. Thousands and thousands of Polish fans just nervously anticipating what the call was going to be, whether they were eliminated from Eurovolley, whether um, they had a chance to come back, whether it was all over. And just that, that's a difficult uh, moment to replicate for fans. And I thought, I don't know, it was just, it's such a unique energy that I, it's tough to replicate. And I thought, sitting on the sidelines, if Poland won the challenge, that you know they had potential to come back. That's how close it was. But uh, unfortunately, not the case. And But so just the... The 50-50 chance at that point was really a, a cool energy. Yeah, I, I agree, actually. My favorite spot was that whole final set from Slovenia and Poland. I, I haven't had, I, I've commented on some amazing games uh, in my life, for indoor and in beach, but I can't remember anything like that. Like, it stands out because of what, 10, it took them 10 set points, Slovenia, to actually get over the line every time like it was side out side out or miss serve challenge no we're gonna go again like they haven't won it I, I agree that that was my my volleyballing memory um off of the court I, I actually there's not many times in the broadcast i talk a lot um where i can actually sit back not look at my notes um and appreciate really what's going on and during the polish na national anthem in the semi in the semi-final i actually managed to get my phone out look around take my headset off and actually have a moment where I was like, wow, this is this is pretty special. Um, so that, that was one for me where I had a moment to myself. And I, I would still say to anyone uh, who's a volleyball fan, you've got to get over there and you've got to see it. It's, it's special. 
It is, absolutely. A cappella, because they do the big lead up, and obviously a cappella is more of an international word, so you start to get an idea of what's coming. Yeah, I always used to go to the top of the stadium for those moments. Fantastic to kind of look down on it all. Um, so yeah, a, a good good memory, Louis. Yeah, I must say, I, I thought that C, CV and uh, in front and everyone I was involved with, I thought they did an incredible job. I thought it was a great, a, a, a great tour cast and a, a fantastic event. It was really memorable one. Yeah, everything um, considered, hygiene guidelines, COVID, and we had very, very few positive cases. So, yeah, did well. I still can't believe that I've managed to um, travel as much as I've traveled this year and, and not have one positive test yet. I'm, I'm pretty, uh, I'm pretty happy. Don't um, jinx it, Louis. <laughs> no, I'm not. I've said it the whole time. I, I've, I've tried, to, I've tried to uh, say it so many times that it's no longer a jinx. Um, trying to out jinx myself, guys. I mean, what a podcast season this is. This has also been. Um, I mean, when when you do things like this, you you never know where it's going to go, how it's going to go. But from my front, I mean, it's been amazing working with you guys, Pete, Dave. I know me and David have never been on a podcast together. Um, but it's been great to listen um, and, and to learn and to also get insight and also some of the players that we've had on. So firstly, thank you for, for you guys, but thank you to all of the players. Uh, thank you for you guys uh, for listening at home. Um, and maybe we're going to we're maybe going to pick it up again, right? Yeah, maybe we can get you and Dave on the same podcast once. No. Because you're like an end of year quiz, couldn't we? Ooh. That'd be pretty cool. We, I like that. Dave versus Louie. And then they get to pick one uh, one co guest each. A Christmas party <laughs> <laughs> over Zoom. Over Zoom. Um, but yeah, I, I think from all of us, thank you very much um, for listening. Um, yeah, any hashtags you want to want to talk about, boys? Uh, we always like talking about hashtags. So there's Let Volleyball Talk, and uh, yeah, Eurovolley M or Eurovolley W. If you want to look back, and if you want to look forwards, Dan. Check out the drawing of lots for Champions League and watch Alessandro Nicoletto play on Trentino. See what he can do there this Friday on CV, YouTube, and Facebook. Join the live chat, guys. It's going to be a good draw, a very exciting Champions League season. Volleyball never ends because we just finished Europe. <laughs> now we have Champions League, so I'm excited for that. Champions League is going to be unbelievable here as well. I mean, some of, well, one of, one of the best teams we've ever seen We'll hopefully qualify for the Champions League next year as well in the demo. Um, but on the whole, it's going to be so, so strong. Talent pool so deep. And we can't wait. So thank you for joining us. It's been at A Space. It's been emotional. It's been fun sometimes. It's been funny at other times. Uh, and it's been very, very enjoyable. Uh, we'll see you again. Before. You'll listen to us again very, very soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.